This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia, all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Lori Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. Welcome, everybody, to the Maxlexia podcast. Really hoping everybody is staying safe, staying well. I think we're all having our own struggles and challenges and really trying to just keep looking for a silver lining. So for me, I know certainly I am absolutely missing being in my office, which I've always said is my daily spiritual practice. And I am dearly, 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 deeply achingly missing being in there with the people I work with. Um, My dyslexic clientele just literally makes my life worth living and I'm really, really missing that. For me, I guess the silver lining I've mentioned before is having the opportunity and having the time to create my Maxlexia Signature Program. I have to say, the minute I finished that, I had poured it all out and it truly was a labor of love poured it all out. And I think I just kind of fell flat on my face Um, in a good and a bad way in that I was completely exhausted and wiped out after doing it. However, uh, I have to say, I think it's what kept me going and, and gave me some momentum to get through this very difficult time. So I always say, you know, my peeps saved my life. And that was really, a, a really, really a blessing to me to be able to do that. And now that I've come back at it and gone back and looked at it a little bit, I truly see it. It is really an artistic creation. It is something that I really hope people can gain something in their own lives from that they enjoy the aesthetic of it and the creativity that I put into it just sort of came through me. And I really just hope that it can be something that people can help them to move along in their dyslexic journey and really to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. So that being said, today I'm really excited because now took a little break, a little breather after, like I just said, and now I'm moving into the creation of the Educator Excellence series, I'm going to call it, because I think I recognized I had so much content that I'm going to break it down into smaller pieces. So there will be, I think there's going to be three parts, the uh, recognize, optimize, and maximize. Recognizing dyslexic students in the classroom in different ways, optimizing teaching, and not in terms of a lot of the wonderful things that are put out there by so many organizations that work with dyslexia, but really sort of more, my twist is always that emotional psychological piece and some of the things that I've learned from my experiences, and then maximizing how students can move forward in the academic setting as it stands today. So that's where I'm going, and I'm completely blown away by how every single time I get into something, I have these timely communications from my, well, I guess, well, previous clients, current clients, that are absolutely right exactly where I'm at at that moment. So I just had a wonderful little text from Juliette and she was giving me some update on where she's going next year in terms of her academics and her schooling. And I had done a podcast with her a year ago, basically almost exactly a year ago. And it was really interesting because for me, what she has really put out there in this podcast is a true dyslexic experience from kind of start to finish the ups the downs the bumps the good the bad the 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 entire spectrum of a dyslexic experience in terms of academics and so really this is what i'm going to run with today i'm going to play juliette's podcast and at the end i will update you because there is another part to this that she has just let me know and it shared with me so i'm i will share that at the end And so certainly right off the bat, first of all, my podcast is classified explicit. That's not to be gratuitous in terms of language and in terms of content, but really just to say, be aware that there's maybe two or three uh, explicit words in this podcast and I leave them there. 
And I leave them there for a purpose because if you are going to be talking about dyslexia and you're going to be talking about your dyslexic experience and you're going to be talking about this, the emotional and psychological aspects of going through the world as it stands the way we've got it now with your dyslexia, there's going to be explicit language at times. And so I do leave it there not to be gratuitous, as I said, but to really just because it is sometimes just an emotional piece that comes out in terms of what we're talking about. So make you aware of that right off the bat. So for Juliette, very interesting because she does cover the whole gamut of things. And we delve into, you know, really about the self-confidence and the self-esteem part of going through an academic setting as a student. We talk about um, fight or flight in terms of, that's what I call it, fight or flight, when students with dyslexia and other learning differences crash and burn in exams because it's not the right way of assessing the knowledge that they've acquired throughout the course and the con and the curriculum. Then certainly some of her feelings of how she's felt that she's been perceived as stupid, by teachers, how that impacts emotionally as well, going into the self-confidence piece and going into these exams. We do address a part about memory aids where this was an extremely important piece of accommodation for Juliette in the, in the early years. And then she lost that accommodation as the requirements changed in terms of a percentage, if you will, uh, on a percentile on your memory. And I think she was maybe one or two percentile above what allowed her to have memory. And then so she lost that accommodation and now she's come back at that. So that's where I will bring back at the end a little bit of an update. And certainly we, we even delve into a, a little bit of a conversation about ghosts in terms of and I'm going to let that run because it really was a genuine conversation. And certainly I have found that anybody I've worked with who is dyslexic is extremely intuitive and extremely tuned in to things around them. They're very aware of energy from people. They're very aware of, of what's around them. Don't need to call them ghosts, but certainly I think picking up on certain nonverbal cues from people and from from situations and from settings I really do think is part of the dyslexic package so I've left that in as well if you don't believe in ghosts or that's not something that you want to resonate with that's fine but I've left that in as well because I think it is an interesting little uh, sidebar there so here we go I will let Juliette tell her dyslexic journey in her own words and at the end like I said I'll come back and give a little update in terms of how she's now moving forward and here we go Juliette's story enjoy Juliette hi hello how are you I'm good you <laughs> see all of a sudden you press the red button yeah. and it's like <laughs> um thank you for joining me and coming in and I I told you I think what was it well I didn't see you last week but like two weeks ago I think I said to you that I really wanted to record you at this particular point because I think this year for you is interesting. Mm, interesting. That's the word. That's the word I'm going to use. And it is interesting. And it's I think different. I'll get into it in a minute. You know, in a bit, where I think things are going. Interestingly, but why don't you? You know, why don't you take me way back? Like, like. What is your di what what are your diagnoses? Okay. What do you well, what are your learning dyslexia, profile? I think dyslexia. Okay. So I had like a memory aid. I had learning coaches, or just like tutors. Yeah. Um, and I think it was in grade three that I was is that when you diagnosed? I think. Okay. Diagnosed, whatever. And yeah, I know it's a terrible word. It's I not hate the word, but it's just a it's thing. Not, but yeah in grade three and then we had like tutors and everything and I was skiing at the same time mm -hmm. so I was like missing Fridays so it was just like a lot oh, from school yeah but so what what do you think flagged them for you first of all does anybody um, in your family dyslexic my dad your dad and dyslexic. my old lay also okay and I think it was the reading mm -hmm. like and we couldn't tell time very interested that's classic yeah which I now know time. I didn't know that at the time mm -hmm. but my mom that was that's what she was like okay well Obviously, there's something. You mean on a on a di an analog yeah. clock? Yeah. Like we like. What we about colors? Days of the week? Anything like that? 
Well, we weren't never we were never good at memorizing because like my memory I don't know what percentile it's in, but apparently it's not <laughs> we'll, good enough for memory anymore. We'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But yeah, so we have. So it, and it tends to usually be flagged by the reading in grade three and four. In, yeah, it was in like the area. reading and the writing, and like math is mostly fine I think, but I think it was like the reading, mm-hmm. especially since then we were studying English. Well, because you were in French up to that point. Yeah, I was like mm-hmm. French in kindergarten one and two, and then in three was. You were always math. yeah. You were always at the same school. Yeah. Like first. Yeah. So then that happened. And then my mom told me after that, like, apparently my school wasn't good with, like, accommodations in junior school. Right. And that she always had to go in and, like, fight for what we were Yeah, she was very good. She was very good at that. In a good way. Mm -hmm. Not overbearing and... Like, I don't remember her, like, ever fighting with teachers or, like, seeing her at school every day or anything. But just advocating for you when you were younger when you couldn't do it for yourselves. Because, like, yeah. And then in high school... Do you remember what your accommodations were on your assessment? In junior school? Yeah. Well, like, that was... Did you do another assessment? I think I did... I think I did another one. I did another one for ADHD, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I don't have it, but I'm like close, they said, or something. Like, I, not that. But when was that? Recently? In grade eight or something? In grade nine? Oh, but yeah. I don't have it, I don't but it's like, that. they were like some, like, you have some signs of it, but others, like, you really don't. You really do. So, ADHD? Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, they're like, you don't, but like, sometimes it seems like you do, but whatever. So, I was like, okay, that's fine. So was the so you don't but you don't remember the elementary school one then with the I remember dyslexia. The entries, like I don't remember what accommodations I had. I just remember my parents were like, "Yeah, you're dyslexic," and I was like, "Okay." Right. Did and, you know what that meant? Like they explained it to me. They were like, "You have trouble remembering how to write some words." I remember my mom was like, "Like Pompey, do you know how to spell?" And then I spelled it out, and I was like, "See, I'm fine." And she was like, "Okay, well." <laughs> and that's not an easy word. Pompey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, there was that, and I don't really remember it changing anything in junior school. I remember, like, in grade one, before then, like, I had trouble, like, writing, and so I had to get, like, tutoring for, like, how to write, like, properly. You mean the mechanics of writing? Yeah. Like, your handwriting stuff? Yeah. So, like, my handwriting was, like, didn't fit into the lines. Was it big? Yeah, it was, like, big and, like, all over the place, so, like, I got tutored for that. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that. No, and I have such nice handwriting. Now. I know your handwriting's fantastic. It's and like you have to remind me at the end. I have to take a picture. Do you have some? You have some of your notes here. I mean, I've I got do. a bunch of your stuff too already. But I find I, my notes this year aren't like that pretty. <laughs> for my high school, they're prettier because I could they take are. time. But you had more time. Exactly. So then, elementary school. Then, in terms of math, did you have any issues? Um, I remember I was never like amazing at math. I was yeah. always like I'm kind of bad at it, but I was never like failing or anything. I was always just fun. And then in middle senior school, I just remember I had like readers, extra time, separate room, mm-hmm. like um, what's it called? Memory aid. Memory aid. <laughs> we'll and, talk more about that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> so I had memory. I had all of that, and yeah, I was like fine. I remember I was not organized in grade six and seven, mm-hmm. and I always blamed it, being like, oh well, it's because I'm dyslexic. That's why I'm doing bad. Like, looking back, it's just because I was, like, lazy. Like, I wasn't doing the homework properly. Like, I wasn't taking the time. Right. And then once I did that, then I, like, started doing better. And, like... So you took control also of that teachers. Because I find I also have really bad anxiety, right? So mm-hmm. when I go into tests, I'm always, like, uh, and then I fuck up. And mm-hmm. then I'm, like, well, it's because I'm dumb. But, like, it's not. Oh, how many times I hear that? It's terrible. <laughs> but, like, so, yeah. I was doing bad. Not, I wasn't doing bad, but I was never, like an exceptional student and then in like grade eight or nine then like I started doing well in some things and that's when I was like okay like maybe I can do well and then I like started applying myself more you were you're improving it to yourself yeah that you were able to do it and also to my teachers because I remember thinking mm-hmm. that's when the teachers thought I was dumb that like I remember my science teacher I had one science teacher and we were solving like this puzzle thing and it was like a those boxes like the da Vinci box oh wow yes and no one could figure it out and I, and it was like a piece of wood and I remember thinking like maybe I have to like put it in the freezer because he told us that like Da Vinci traveled a lot and I was like okay well like wood expands whatever maybe I'll put it in the freezer and then he was like people couldn't figure it out so they were like can you tell us and he was like okay like come to my office I'll tell the people who want to know and I remember he wouldn't tell me the answer and I was like why and he's like I know you can figure it out and then I was like oh my god this teacher doesn't think I'm dumb so then I feel like that made me like sciences more because he was a science teacher what and then, grade was that? 
I was in grade eight, I think. That's amazing. Or nine. Nine. And that you were, th- like, you actually put together the pieces of that he traveled a lot and you thought you'd put it in the freezer. Yeah, but then someone Brilliant. else did it. Like, another girl thought of it, too, and then I was like, okay, you take it home, and then it worked. But whatever. Mm-hmm. So that happened, and then grade 10, same thing, and then, but I really liked my chemistry teacher, mm-hmm. and I was doing really That was a well. great year for oh me. Oh my god, grade 10? I yes. Think, I think I might have peaked in grade 10. I think, well, not that you peaked, but that was an amazing year for you. Grade 10, I remember we were All solving around. problems in, like, chemistry, and it was, like, mole ratios and things like that. And I would finish, she would give us like these handouts and I would finish it mm-hmm. and I'd be like, hey, like, what do I do now? And my teacher would be like, you're done? I was like, yeah, like, what do you want me to do? She's like, okay, well, I guess do the homework. And while I'd be walking up to the teacher's office, I'd be like, you know, Juliet, like, there's two pages to it. And I'm like, I know, like, I already did it. <laughs> I remember that. Like, I just love grade 10. I just felt so smart. You did. You were, you were just nailing everything. Yeah, right math on. was so easy. Like, I would do my memory aids. I would do my memory aids, like, the night before. Mm-hmm. Get to the test. Get, like, 90s or above. Mm-hmm. Barely study. Science, I was, like, getting 80s or 90s and everything. And, like, EST was harder. And I remember I had, like, a 92 average in EST. Yeah, yeah that, was the, that was the harder science yeah. piece. And that's when I was, like, maybe the stuff that everyone finds hard and, like, makes my, more sense to my brain. But whatever. Mm-hmm. And then remember those drawings that we had to do in grade... Oh, God. The technical the te- uh, projections and that kind of thing? Technical like, drawing? Yeah, the technical drawings. You remember, no one could do those. And those, I was, like, these are so easy, guys. Like, what are you doing? Was it you guys that had the little... You went home, was that you that went home the little box of things from your teacher so you could build them? I don't think it was me. Because I remember I found it, maybe it was... You had something you were borrowing, remember, to do Maybe it was my sister, because I remember I found them really easy, and I was like, I don't understand why everyone's freaking Mm -hmm. out. But yeah, so that's when I was like, I liked it, and I was thinking that after grade 10, I would just drop sciences, because I'd always been so bad at it. I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And then in grade 10, when I was actually good at it, I was like, maybe I'll stay. And then I ended up staying in it. And my grade 11 teacher, physics, we'll just we'll we leave it, love him. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't the best. That didn't work for you on a lot of levels. Yeah. Like, I still did. No, I didn't do great. Like, I passed. But, like, it was, like, a shock to not do well. But considering, considering how well you'd done the year before, yeah, it, was, it was drastic. The change. It was, like... 20 30% drop. It was 20 30% drop. And what I do you would, think that was? Was it just it was like the teacher and like we'd never really done physics before but it was the kind of stuff that was like right up my alley like those math problems. Absolutely. Usually I love solving those and I'd be like wow this is a boss like we're having fun. Mhm. But yeah, I But I he also he also didn't believe in you somehow. No, he he was like cuz I found what often happened is that at the beginning of the year like I'd be getting it into it, and I wouldn't be doing as well. And at the end of the year, like, I'd really start doing well. And so, because I wasn't necessarily getting, like, as good as I would the year before, mm-hmm. he was kind of like, oh, this, like, this kid's dumb. And then the rest of the year, he was kind of just like, like, he would give me marks for the same thing. Like, I would do a project with someone else, and shoot, the other girl would get, like, 100. I would get, like, a 70, even though it was the same thing. And, like, mm-hmm. things like that. So that was just discouraging. Well, it's kind of, ca- like, he made the determination about yeah. you right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but he kind of challenged you, too, throughout the year, didn't he? Yeah. Like, with the science know. fair. Like, it was yeah. just not great. And then, I feel like that affected chemistry also. Because chemistry, I was, like, always good at. And then I started, like, I remember I failed a test. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But well, then, you start to lose your confidence about all of it. Exactly. Did it roll into math, too, do you think? I don't remember. Math was always fine. It was fine. And then, but I also, I started, like, rugby, and then I like I had to go away for different things. So then I started missing more school. Yeah, so you then, did miss a lot of school at that point. So, but I was still doing fine. Like, I was still getting 90s in math and everything. It was just, like, the sciences. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, I was like, hey, I think I like sciences. Like, chemistry, I was like, I still really like it, even though I'm not doing as great as last year. Physics, I was like, not as fun, but maybe it's just the teacher. Mm-hmm. You did give it a chance. Yeah. You didn't write it off entirely no, based like, on that. Because what I realized is I like the way science thinks, like the organized, like rational, like fits into a puzzle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I don't always love science itself. So I was like, okay, maybe right. I'll stick with it. So then now I'm in, I can't say it in my school. Now I'm in CJ. Mm-hmm. Can I say the program? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm in arts and sciences. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe I'll just do that because it's the best of everything. 
Right. But I still love social sciences. Like, at, at my old school, it was really, like, I really liked it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll do that. And I do really like it, but it's a lot of work. Because mm-hmm. we're doing, like, two, we're doing, like, Basically, it's a double stuff. program, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it more credits or more time, or is it just, no, just you don't have, classes. like, electives and stuff? Yeah, I do. Not re- No, I don't. No. I don't have electives, but... The profile is very, classes. like, rigid yeah. in terms of what like, you can take like sciences like um pure and applied or health they're right. doing like seven seven six seven classes right you're doing seven eight seven seven. Oh wow so we have like two more you do yeah so yeah so i liked chemistry first semester when we were doing it but and i was doing fine but i feel like i wasn't like i still thought that in the, i would be fine so i was like well i went to a good high school so like not I don't know why, but I was like not everyone like went to like the same high school as me, so they didn't learn the same things. Cause I remember my teachers telling me like you like this is CJEP stuff, so that you'll be fine next year. Yeah. Oftentimes in in the schools that you're talking about, yeah. you guys actually almost do the entire first year. Yeah, like I'd done you most know, of it. Curriculum. Yeah. Most of chemistry, so I was kind of like okay, well it's fine. Like I'm going to study that much, so I did like fine first midterm. I got like in the eighties, and I was mm-hmm. like okay, like whatever. But I, like, looking back, I could have applied myself so much more and then actually done well. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just didn't. And then at the same time, I wasn't doing well in all my other classes because it was just so much work. And I didn't realize that I had to put in. Mm-hmm. And, like, bio, not my strong suit. No, so I, I was know. just discouraging. That was too bad. Because bio is just memorization. I know. And I can't do that. And multiple choice. Like, how the oh, fuck do you expect me to do no. that? No. So... Um, I feel like I was like, oh God, there's a whole bunch to, there's a whole bunch to unpack with multiple choice, but yes, you felt like what? I was like losing all my confidence because I was like, okay, well now I'm not doing well in anything. Mm -hmm. Like the only thing that was going well was art history, honestly. Mm -hmm. And that was the only class I liked for a while. Well, you have an interesting family profile too, with a lot of sort of scientific people and sort of history, that whole piece together. So So, I wasn't surprised that that was sort of a focus you wanted to take. Yeah, like I really liked art history and I was doing well in that, like I really liked taking those tests. Cause it was like you have to guess the artist and everything, and I was like, You were oh, very cool. good at that. Like, I know. Like, I was, what did you get in the end? Last, that was last um, semester. I did so bad on my paper because I did it like two days before. <laughs> like, I remember I stayed up till two in the morning writing it. So, you know, that didn't, I, didn't, I mm-hmm. just was being dumb about it. Mm-hmm. But like the test, I was getting 90s on the class, I was just, like 70. You have a real innate ability to do a lot of that stuff. But then, I don't know. So, and, like, history also was going well, like, except mm-hmm. the papers, because I was writing them, like, two days before. Right. So, that was fine. I just wasn't putting in enough work, and then I feel like, because I didn't, then I was like, oh my god, like, I'm dumb again. I feel like I had, like, reached, like, in high school, at the end of high school, I was doing really well, and I had gone back to where I was, like, in grade seven and eight, like, when I was, like, working hard, but I felt like it didn't mean anything. And then... I think that's really what yeah. I wanted to... That's yeah. why I wanted to catch you right now. Mm-hmm. Because, and that's what I said to you last time. When did I meet you guys? Was it seven? Who was my... Can we go back and look at my grades? Lori, do you still have them? Uh, of course I still have them. I just put them away. Wait, we could probably find the year too. Exactly. You must, you must have been in grade seven. I think I was in grade seven. When you and your sister would come in together, oh. which was adorable, by but, the way. Problematic in many ways. Well, at the beginning, it wasn't. No. You guys, at the beginning, it wasn't. You guys were very cute and very respectful of each other. Remember, like, in my old office. Yeah, I remember the creepy with the hallway and then the... The the, ghosts. The ghosts. It's so funny, eh? Because that that was a very good office, but there was a lot of intensity in that office. Do you remember that? I remember the the vibes. The vibes. And we're both psychic. We are both psychic. So the room itself was always very positive. The the wall had the... Like, you walked in and you were like, okay. And also, it was like, I remember it was big. It was big. So, like, we would, like, run around, like, not run around, but, like, we were dancing. Yeah, your sister and you would be would yeah. be showing your little choreographies mm-hmm. and doing your little exactly. thing. But then when you went, and because we are both psychic, and many of my dyslexic yeah. students are very Maybe in tune. There's very, there is a correlation, and, but you knew there was ghosts in the hallway. Oh, there was for sure ghosts in the hallway, because I remember just walking in, and I'd be like, like, chills, you know? You like, feel it, yeah. Some days they were more active than others. Um, but they were always there, but you know the funny thing? They never came in the room. No, because it was like, 
good vibes in there. Like, they couldn't enter. They couldn't but, enter. But you know what? I figured it out because I had to do that once. I'm like, what the heck? I was trying to get my head around what kind of ghosts they were. Mm-hmm. And they were... I know this is a math podcast, but this is very important because mm-hmm. not just you, but, like, a most lot, yeah. of my students at, the, at that point knew it. I wouldn't say it. I have, like... I can't, like, ghost, like, not as much. Like, I just, like, feel the vibes. Yeah. But I'm psychic. Like, I can predict the future. Yes. Yeah. We both... Going. We've discussed yeah. that, and we both have that ability. Yeah. And we both have the ability sometimes to, to yes, you can do that. Um, I even had one of my students leave things out in the hallway with little notes. Do you remember that? Is that for the, the ghost? Who has the same name as me? No. With an A at the end? No. Oh. Um, he would leave little, uh, like, candies and stuff outside and leave notes for the ghosts. I know, there's a lot of stuff in there. Leave notes for the ghosts and say, please be good. But you know what? I had to reflect on what they were. Just a sec. We'll look at them. Oh, I had nice. to reflect on what they were. And you know what I figured out? And you're probably going to agree with me. They weren't good ghosts, but they weren't bad ghosts. No, they weren't. I feel like they but were... I figured they were mischievous teenagers. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Isn't that what they were? Yeah, because... They were not bad. They were not good, but they were, like, troublemakers. Like, because mischievous. They weren't... It wasn't, like, anger or, like... No. It, was, it wasn't, like... Like, wait... You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, Absolutely. heavy. No. But it wasn't light. No. It was just there. And that's why I think they were mischievous teenagers, kind of like what, what, so running much. back and forth and knocking on, you know, on the door, or opening the door and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. That was very interesting. So I remember having you and your sister when we first worked there. Um, absolutely. And, and you guys were very good. Mm-hmm. One would be working and the other one would try to talk and be like, that's my time. Stop. And then shut up. And then, the other. <laughs> and then, you know, um, but then I, and then we moved to, to this office. I feel totally different energy here. But uh, so when we moved here, it was very cute because I believe it was your initiative to bring it up and say, would it be possible next year that I have a separate day yeah. from my twin sister? And I was waiting for that to happen because it was the right time mm-hmm. for that to happen. And then that was fine. And, and I am I'm taking the long road to the point that I wanted to make, but... So that must have been. Would you? Have, would we have a date here? Was it great? I have a report card from 2016, 2016. which was 2016, 2017. That was grade that, 10. That may not have been the first look. So 2014, I have here. Oh my god! I had a 90 in math. The class average was 82, and I had a 90. I know that, but that's grade eight, right? That would be grade eight. Yeah. So you guys had you guys had sort of gotten through grade eight, and like you said, it was sort of it was sort of okayish, but it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. And it was from, like average. It was average, but from that point, Juliet, you literally transformed. Mm-hmm. You were like you were like the caterpillar into the butterfly. <laughs> do you do you not agree? Yeah. You really did. In terms of your organization, in terms of how um, committed you were and, and dedicated you were to your work, your uh, your notes, your everything, and like we said, grade ten was just spectacular year. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said. That's why I wanted to get you at this point, because you just said to me you came full cir- almost full yeah. circle around now to feeling like I have almost like that had like well yeah. that that like you're almost saying that the, you don't think that even almost didn't happen now. You're yeah, back to ground I feel like zero. I'm back at, yeah, square one. Because well now I don't have a memory anymore. Okay, so this is what I want to get yeah. to. There's a few things you've had some challenges this year. First of all, when we go from you know, a school like you're talking about where, there, you know, there's a lot of very good grades and you were doing amazing work. Like I put it up there, your whatever, that, physi- that physics problem that, that on the pink pink. physics problem. That was like the kind of thing I, I broke a calculator. You killed it, man. I you killed it. I physics last year. I had a, like whatever the calculator you're out to have and I just wouldn't understand what he was fucking doing in those like one mm-hmm. answer things. And I just remember I was getting so frustrated and I like threw my calculator and it like shattered. <laughs> And then I got to the test, and I did bad, probably. I think I got, like, a 72, but I got that question right, and I was like, hmm, Yeah, yeah. No, that that was amazing because you were so able to do that. And the way that your brain works in terms of – that's why you like it, I think. In terms of algebra, Mm -hmm. in terms of those kind of things, crunching algebra, in terms of physics, having a formula and crunching all that, doing the X components and the Y components – you were on fire with that, right? Mm. And you knew it when you were doing it. Yeah, I was like, oh, you were, And even with the chemistry, when there was yeah. stuff that had to be worked out in that way, the stoichiometry or the ice tables or whatever, yeah. you were like on fire. It was amazing. Um, the only thing with you, as with a lot of people I work with, and I put the, I'm putting this in like my, um, you know, my, my pr- presentations and stuff, but it's really that you 
go so fast in your head down the wormhole knowing where you yeah. want to, I told you this before, yeah. where, where you want to go and what you need to do that you're like, and sometimes teachers call careless mistakes, but they're actually, you, you're, you're actually, your brain, to stop. you can't keep up with your head. And if ever you're interrupted in that, it's like, okay, now I don't remember. No, where but was I going? Really, like I find now what's happening is I'm in a test. So my percentile for memory is like two points too high for memory. Okay, so in the past, let's let's address mm-hmm. this because I think this is really important. In terms of accommodations, these are huge. This mm-hmm. puts you on the same playing field because you are brilliant, your IQ is brilliant, your your ability to do math and sciences is brilliant. Your marks need to reflect that. Yeah. You need certain things in order to do that. Um, so you had all that in high school, right? Which had numerous effects. It had the effect of giving you what you needed to, to, to yeah. keep to keep you on the same playing field. It also had the effect of reducing the anxiety, the extra so time. Much. I know, and the, and the memory aids. So now we've come to a different, you know, the CEGEP is different. You're, you've got more work, you've got lots more content coming at you very quickly. Um, but you did have some problems here now with the accommodations, right? Yeah. So now I don't, I don't know the logistics of it, but you're saying that your percentile of memory was, let's say it's 22%. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know precisely, but like. But then you in need high now. School, it was twenty five, and now it's twenty. For example, that right. to get a memory. So. So you no longer qualify for a memory yeah. uh, a memory aid accommodation, which has had a huge impact, mm-hmm. and it's had a trickle like it's had a domino effect for you. I think. Yeah, because even when I was doing math in high school, I remember I barely ever looked at the memories. I would only look at it if I didn't know how to do a question, or like I remember a formula, and I would look at my examples. Right. But I. I, like I would say I looked at it like one in five tests I would look at my memory but it was there but it was there so that I knew like whatever happens like I can look at it and I have examples of literally what I need to do I have formulas I have like explanations everything yeah and now I just get to a test and I don't have it so I'm more stressed yeah and I'm just like freaking out so like my brain freezes over like I can't think and I know that like sometimes I look at the question and I'm just like I read it and it doesn't like process mm-hmm. so it's like I like I'm starting from ground zero like in high school I would look at a question and be like oh I already know what I'm doing like I, yeah I know the answer but again I think you're going I think you're going back to the emotional response right yeah. you're in a fight-or-flight situation right. at that point because the anxiety's ramped up so I think that I think the memory aid had more than one positive effect in terms of your being mm-hmm. able to it certainly played into the calculus calculus so like we're doing antiderivatives and everything Mm -hmm. and like all of those things I have to memorize and like those examples like I know like I studied so much for like I'm in Cal 2 now and Mm -hmm. I've been studying because Cal 1 I passed I did by no means well Mm -hmm. I got I think I ended with like a 65 like but that's not even that's not even close to to reflect your ability no to what you can do it's not reflecting what you can do Mm -hmm. your abilities in in math are like, I know I can Unreal. Yeah. yeah. But then I just stress out. And, like, I know last semester I wasn't studying enough. Like, I remember I was still, like, in the high school mentality where I was, like, I'm good at math, so I can study two, like, three, four days in a head, mm-hmm. ahead of time, and I'll be fine. Right. Which, like, just isn't true anymore. Like, I, I need to get a top well, of my at, but stuff. And that's part of the learning curve yeah. when you change, right? So, so now I'm, like, I have my... Cal final went like next in a week and I right. started studying like two weeks ago right so but now I think it's more like it's not that I don't understand like I live in my teacher's office like she sees me in the hallway and she's mm-hmm. like Julia you're not in my office right now and I'm like I know <laughs> um it's more that I get there and I'm like I studied so much like I have to do well now because like I'm gonna be so mad at myself if I studied this much and it's all useless and, and you're I get capable of doing it and I know I can so yes. then I get to the test and I freak out so I have yet to pass a Cal 2 test, mm-hmm. but I know I'm going to pass the final. You're absolutely going to pass the final. I have no I'm doubt done. about this. And it's annoying because I get 100 on all the assignments and everything, and then I just get there, and I'm just like, huh. like I, from one of them, I don't know if I told you this, but I got it back. I, I told you the mark, but then I was looking at my mistakes, and it was a question on volume, okay? And volume was like my shit. Like, I know how to do volume so well, and I was like, first, I'm going to solve for the intercepts. Like, where the two functions intersect. And I couldn't get it. Like, they just weren't intersecting. <laughs> and that's, like... System what, of equations. Great. Well, maybe grade 9. System of like, equations, grade exactly. 8 or 9. And I was like, what uh. the hell? And I, was, I remember I did that question for so long. And I was like, 
these two functions just don't intersect. But they have to. <laughs> but they have to. And I was like, what am I doing? And then obviously once one thing starts going wrong, like you can like the rest of the test is just bad. Yeah. But I was smarter about that test because I did all the questions I knew how to do first. Right. So that I would get those out of the way. And I came close to passing. Okay. But did you ever figure out why that wasn't working? Because it's always very something very simple oh, with you. Oh, it was so simple. It was just yeah. like I, I like I put a plus instead of a minus, oh, or right. like I cross multiplied wrong or something. Oh, but I just remember looking at it. I was like, "What am I doing wrong?" And I was like, "This is so easy." So but then you work just, yourself up. Yeah, you work yourself. I was like, "Yeah, like I'm doing something wrong. Like something has to be wrong here." But like how? And so then I was like, "Well, like fuck it." So then I changed my drawing so that the two <laughs> functions wouldn't intersect. And then I did the area, and I was like, "Well." It's a square root function, so it can't go, like, it can't be negative, because you can't square root a negative, <laughs> so I'm just going to say that's a ne- another bound, and then, so my, the area that I chose was completely wrong, and I did it right for the area that I chose, right. but it wasn't the right area. But it wasn't the right area. So I even wrote it, and I was like, I know this is the wrong area, but I can't solve, <laughs> I can't solve the intersection point. And then I get to my teacher's office oh, to go over no. the test, and she just is like, she looks at me, and so she's flipping through the test, she's like, yeah, like, this was dumb, like, why, whatever, and she gets to that question, and she starts, like, shaking me, she's like, Juliet, like, what were you doing? And I was like, doing? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but again, like I said, it has a domino effect. It, like, the first test, mm-hmm. it was the second question mm-hmm. that messed me up. And then, like, the first question, I did it perfectly. And then the second question, I was like, uh, And then the rest of the test was, like, I didn't, I finished it, but, like, I didn't do it well. So are you dealing with that better now, though? Are you learning I to deal with that I think so. Better? So what do you do? I think I tell myself, like, if it's, like... This is one test, and in high school we had more tests, so it's like less pressure. But now I'm like, right. If I fail this test, then I have other things to make up for it. And if I fail the class, then I just take it another time. Right. And like, I know if I'm the if I'm gonna fail, like I'm not gonna be the only one to fail in my class. Right. And like, that should make me feel better. Like it kind of does, but like you know, like yeah, and you're not being you're not being you like know. I'm not being like I hope everyone fails. No, I'm just like you know. And it, but it's much more difficult now. Like, the marks are not 98 all across the board no, for but everybody in the class. No, but in arts and sciences, like, people still get 98s. Like, the class mm-hmm. average will be 60, and someone's like, fuck, like, I, I put up plus instead of a minus, and that was my only mistake. And just like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, there's always going to be those kind of people. But you're right. Yeah. You're right. One of the things you'd said before, too, um, before we started, was that... Yeah, in high school you're gonna have tests, you're gonna have little yeah. quizzes, you have assignments. There's like always stuff. Always stuff yeah. that's adding marks, but here you might have two midterms and a final. Boom, that's it. So and it, there's a lot riding on. Like for Cal, we have two midterms, a final, no quizzes. We have assignments. Right. But I think they're worth like ten percent or something. Yeah. Which is still a good amount, but we have like twelve, I think. Or yeah. no, we had I don't know nine. Yeah, I think there's nine or ten in the so, course. Like, I'm getting mostly, like, I think the lowest I got on that was in, like, an 87. Right. So I'm doing well on those, but they're not, they're just not worth as they're much as They're not going to count as much. No. So, but so I calculated, I have to get a 61 on the final. To pass you're going to kill it on the final. But yeah. And do you think there's anything else that's, that's hit you this year in terms of a challenge? Because I know, I know exactly, the, I know exactly what you mean when you say you came sort of right back down yeah. to ground zero. It's like, frustrating, because... I know. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I'm going back. And even the teachers, I feel like uh, they, I'm like, they don't know me, you know? I'm only there for a semester. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like, be like, like I'm not dumb. Like, I, I, I understand what's happening. But they, all they see is, like, the test where I'm just like, you know what I did? I put force normal is equal to mg. Uh, no, no, no. I put force kinetic is equal to mg, and normal is equal to mg mu k. Like, I just flipped those two. Yeah. And my teacher, she just put, like, question mark, question mark, question mark. And I was like, obviously, I know what those are. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I know. But you're so just like, it, it's the, I just want to do well. And I feel like everything is, like, I'm not getting the memory aid, so I'm stressed out. And now I'm even more stressed out because I did bad on the other stuff. And, like, it's just everything is piling onto each other. And, like, I want to, like, prove to not only myself that I could do it, but, like, you know, like, my teachers and everyone. Like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you want to be working at the level that you did get yourself to. Exactly. And that you're capable of being at. And that you know you are at. Because I feel at. like now, I'm studying and I'm like, the marks I'm getting aren't reflecting, like, 
who I am at all. Like, anyway. Like, I'm looking at the grade 10 one, and, like, I had, like, a 90 in English when the class average was 82, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. a 91 in science, the class average was 87. 84 in the other science, the class average was 79. Like, 93 in history, like, everything was above average and everything. Yeah. And now it's just, like, the opposite. And, yeah, the class averages now are, like, really high because of, like, the program that I'm in. Right. So I know that I can't expect to be getting hundreds and everything now. No, you're in a very academically rigorous program, for sure. But at the same time, it's like, I want to be getting good marks, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, you want to be getting the marks that are accurately Mm -hmm. reflecting you and your abilities. And there's also, like, I want to get into a good university and a good program. So I'm just like, well, these marks are counting for that and they're not reflecting, like, what I can do. So it's just like frustrating because I know this is what I'm going to apply with and, and we like, talk we've mm. talked a lot about that before and I mean this is in my presentation god I wish somebody would listen <laughs> but remember when you would be in here doing science or biology but science and stuff and you would sit here with the whiteboard and you would teach mm. me everything yeah, yeah. and you had the whole thing that like you could have told me any detail about anything and I have you yeah. know I have a BSc in biology and I you, you knew to that level of the stuff that you needed to know and you would go in and write a multiple choice test and just mm-hmm. crash and fucking burn on that shit. Because I'm going to sound like paranoid, but like they're trying to trick us. Like they actually are. Well, the thing is they're not. The interesting thing, though, I find with dyslexia, I find it very interesting. And it's very unfortunate because it does trick you mm-hmm. in the end. You guys are very literal about everything. So when you read yeah. a question, you're seeing things that the teacher didn't even intend for you to mm-hmm. see. Because they don't, they're not even thinking about that. And you're like, but what if? What if it's Saturday? And what if it's minus 10 outside instead of zero? And you guys are reading stuff into it that you're taking it so yeah. literally and overthinking the things. And I think that's what gets you sometimes. I had bio last semester. And I studied so much for that final. Like, I typed up all my notes. And I had my dad, like, print it. I, I think I put your notes on my Instagram yeah, or yeah. something. I put your notes I on I think there. so. Because you're, they were, like, you're, Yeah, your study binder. Yeah. Yeah. And I even went to go see, like, the teacher to ask her question, and she was like, whoa, like, wow, that's an impressive, like, study guide. And I was like, thank you. And then I get to the test, and I've been studying so much, and I, like, didn't do well. And I went to go see her, and I, like, all the mistakes I made were so dumb. Because I would get there, and I would read everything, and not only did everything sound, like, the exact same to me. Right. Because it's just, like, um, I don't know what the answers are, but, like, like, it uses the flum to go up. The plant uses the flow to go. The cells use the flow to go. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like everything's the same. And I'm just like, like, all of these sound right to me because I just have the idea, you know? Like, right. I don't have, like, I didn't memorize every line of my textbook. And the words maybe were, were boggling a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you miss words when you're reading stuff. And so a you lot. miss, <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll miss, like, which of the following is not true. And you and put the, the one that is true. And there's more than one that's true. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> There's only one that's not true, but they want the true one. It's like, yeah, that was the point of the question. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of play into that. So, I mean, it would be really nice if you could go in, you know, to a professor and just say, this doesn't work for me with mm. dyslexia. A multiple choice test is just not, not, my, not my thing. Not it's not going to work. Um, you know, could, could we do a half an hour? You know, like you, people mm-hmm. defend a PhD dissertation or whatever. Could we do half an hour of you asking me any single question you want? And I'll just, I'll just verbally answer anything you yeah. have and you would have you would have killed it yeah and that that's frustrating because that's what you want to do you want to show that like i, I have acquired know. this and and because that's the goal it's not like to, the goal is to show that i understand what they're teaching exactly and it's just not showing that and it's just like and you're very frustrated and you're very yeah. um you're very conscientious and um take a lot of care in your work so i think this year has been well, it's been interesting. You've done a lot of interesting courses, but I think it's mm-hmm. been a real challenge for you it at has. this point. And like, since, so last semester, I wasn't working hard enough. So then this semester, I was like, okay, we're done with that. So now like, I'm always in the library. Like, mm-hmm. I've been working so much harder. Like, I go see all my teachers in their office hours. Like, I ask questions. And like, I'm seeing a difference in my grades now, but still my tests, like still mechanics and Cal, they're like dragging me down. Like, everything yeah. else is fine. It's just like those two that are being so annoying. And it's just, like, frustrating because I know I can do well. It's just, like... You're, you're like one I of the strongest the math people that... Well, you haven't reached the roof yet. The ceiling is what you I'm haven't doing. reached... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I said, I said, That's I'm so like, good. Yeah, you've reached the ceiling. You have not reached the ceiling. But you, you've got a little bit of a 
saran wrap up there that you yeah. gotta you gotta push through for a minute. So okay, so let let's pull that together because so what do you see this going now? You have another year of Sejab. And then I don't know. Okay. It's one big question mark. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I have to figure out because this time next semester I'm getting out of here. You're going somewhere. So I have to figure out. I don't even know if I like sciences or not. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think I like. Okay, either I liked it in grade ten because I was good at it and mm-hmm. I'm really competitive, so I was like, you know, winning. So I was like, I like it. Or now I don't like it because I'm not doing it as well. I think there's a little bit of peace in there, which yeah. is what I do want to address. I just want to say to you right now, you have incredible capacity and capability in those areas. So don't let this, whatever yeah. little, this little blip that you're going through, it doesn't feel like a blip because it's like been a year almost, but this little blip, don't let it change your trajectory right yeah. now. But I'm not saying you I'm have going. to do sciences and be, you know, an engineer and all that, which you could be if you chose to do that or go into medicine or whatever you want. You're not a biology girl, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, don't let this little blip change your trajectory. It mm-hmm. is very frustrating little blip for you. <laughs> I know that. I know mm-hmm. that. But don't let it discourage you to the point where you change, you know, your, your track. Because I just don't even know to what I would apply next year, you know? Like, mm-hmm. do I want to stay in sciences? Or not. Because for now, I stay. Do I take law? Because for now, I signed up for law. And honestly, for law, like, for me, it's like the sensible course. Right. Just because, like, that's what my family's, everyone in my family's doing and, like, has done and everything. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, like, genetically, like, I Well, it's what you're around. accustomed to being exactly. around. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, like, always, like, I guess, like, a fail-safe, which is, like, it shouldn't be. And, like, at the same time, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. But, but for mm. now, I think I took bio, too. Okay. Instead of optics, we use in modern physics. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting... That's interesting. Why did I do that? I don't know. Why did I do that? <laughs> an interesting choice. I think it's because someone was like, yeah, bio, too, you don't have to memorize as much. It's more like understanding. And I was like, well, if I understand it. Because I, I did it last, I, I don't think I like you it. You like the stuff that, you're, you're like me, you like the stuff that's very algebraic based, right? So the yeah. calculus and the, and the physics and I mean, the I'm not linear algebra is interesting, so, but. Um, and then I'm taking. I think, you, I think you would be fine in E&M. What's your brother talking about? Don't listen to him anymore. Because my brother, <laughs> what my brother gets is me going into his room and being like, what am I doing wrong? Like, it doesn't work. And him being like, it's because you forgot to square the four. Do you remember when I did that on my oh test? Did God. I tell you? That, like, I was doing trig sub or something. I think it was trig sub. Mm-hmm. Or the other ones. Oh, no. It was trig sub. Mm-hmm. And then it, you, ha- you know how you take out, like, anything so that it could be squared and then you divide the other number under the root by that? Yes. Like the X? Yes. So I took out a four, okay? And then I put, like, one over four X squared because mm-hmm. the x was still squared mm-hmm. but i had taken out a four and i squared it again inside with the x so i had to do one over two x squared yes i know and it's just like but again stuff. that's but that's the speed of your brain yeah. it's like you did that operation in your head you square rooted it and then squared it and then you did it again mm-hmm. so it's like i took out i took out the four square rooted it's two two squared is four so four squared yeah do you know what i mean like you're you're going so fast that it's like Mm-hmm. That's not an unusual, yeah. But and those Which are annoying like, when they happen. And like, I think that's what my brother's saying. Me just going in and being like, "Why isn't it working?" I think you'll be. I think I'm a, you'll see. So my prediction is next year, because you had quite a um, what do they call it? Oh God, I'm not good with words anymore. Since tumultuous. You had you no you had a very um, meteoric rise yeah. in high school. It really was meteoric, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now you're feeling like you've come back down to here. I don't believe you've come back down. I believe you've plateaued for the moment. And it, it's like a piecewise function, oh right? Oh, we love... Do you remember when Leia would call it piecewise? <laughs> a piecewise function. So you had that sort of, I guess, that exponential curve. Then now you've got, you know, mm-hmm. a, a plateau. So you, you're, you're... And then I'm going back and, But you're going to go back linear now. So it's not going to be exponential. But next year I see a very gradually uh, incremental but continuous increase in, in all of it in terms of your but self-esteem I'm now also in terms of all of that because second midterm for mechanics was harder than the first one and i only got two percent lower right 
And it was much harder. And then Cal, I got like 15% higher. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm feeling like for the final, like I'm, I'm just going to do well in everything. Like that's what I've decided. Yes. And it's also about positive affirmation. So I'm just going to do well. You're going to do it, Juliet. And then I'm going to get a, the R score, the goal, X, the dream. You're going for the dream. I'm going for the dream. You go, girl. <laughs> So thank you, thank you, thank you, Juliet, for coming in and, and speaking so well and so genuinely about your experience through your academics. And like I said, I, we left it there just about a year ago where she was at, a little bit confused, looking forward to what she had to do this past year. And so the, the text I got just the other day as I'm working through the Educator Excellence piece of my Max Lexia program, my satellite series, uh, I get this beautiful text where... She told me that the accommodations of memory aid were, I guess, with the virtual learning was allowed to be used. And her last calculus mark that she got this year was a 96%. So she was thrilled to the moon and back with this grade. And now moving forward, she also updated me that she has decided to take classical studies next year at McGill University in Montreal possibly starting virtual as a lot of the universities are, but she is absolutely excited about that because for her, there's just so much there and she just wants to learn all of it. And then possibly um, the next step that she's thinking would be to go into law, but she didn't want to go straight into law because she really felt that she would be missing out on this wonderful experience of being able to study so many, so many different disciplines in, in classical studies. Now, listen, maybe when she gets in there, there'll be something else that she will, will thrive and want to pursue. But in the meantime, that's her goal and that's her path forward. So the fact that students can get early diagnosis, targeted appropriate support in and out of school and the, the, the accommodations they need to put them on the playing field where they are able to show what they are able to do in terms of having acquired the knowledge that we expect them to acquire in the curriculum. And with the character traits of perseverance and resilience where these students get up every day and go back and back and just keep pushing forward and working harder than anybody else, which will eventually allow them to go out and shine their dyslexic brilliance in the world. And I'm so very glad to share this story with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.